Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. I'm with my good friend, Kat Larson. Hello, Kat. Hello, listeners. Hello, Dr. Hartman. Great to always be with you. I want our listeners to know you can actually go on taylorhartman.com, put in holiday 22, and you can get a profile as a gift or for yourself for $22. It's a great Christmas opportunity. And plus, my audio is the book, The People Code, is finally coming out on audio, read by our good friend, Richie. So I'm very excited yes. about that coming out as well. Oh, no, you can find it'll that be on also. Huh? It'd be on Audible. <laughs> I've had a lot of people say to me, I, I just don't read books anymore. I don't, I, I want to listen while I'm yeah. walking or driving or whatever. So that would yeah. be a wonderful, you know, addition for people yeah. to be able to do that. Fantastic. Yeah, very exciting. So we're back and Kat, you and I had a good session last time we talked about, like when your kids live differently than you live and what's your role in that. Mm-hmm. And then you raised at the very end a great concept. And it was about your husband coming from damage as a mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. and then how it played into your current relationship. Do you want to yes. uh, move forward with that? That sounds great. Yeah. So how did that influence your relationship? You were talking a little bit about I was manipulating him, didn't even know it. Right. Yeah. I Well, because he was, you know, um, growing up, he was um, put into such a, a small box which is interesting for such a large guy um, put into such a small box about who he was and how you had to show up and what was valued and what wasn't. And Mm. he wasn't, he wasn't, he was an athlete, wasn't valued in their family. He was, he actually became an engineer. He loves it now, but I, but I think it was chosen for him. That was, you know, the only thing that you can do that would be worth anything would be this, right? Mm -hmm. If you, you know, almost like we'll love you more if you become an engineer. Not in those well, let's words, think about but, that. Let's think about that for just a minute. So for yeah. our listeners, what is it you're telling your kids that you value? What is it that you're saying isn't that relevant? I loved your comment. As an athlete, it was not really cared for. Right. And other families, that's all it's cared for. Right. So I think people ought to look at that, for example, and, and really think about, am I telling somebody if they're not like I want them to be, they're less than? Or are we actually embracing them? for who they are. And that I, I love that you raised, raised that. So go ahead. That's good. Yeah. So, so he comes into what he was taught was to get out of any kind of, of depth by you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Right. Uh, and so for the first couple of years, that felt really good to me. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> you know, and That's then after, so good. And, then, and then you realize, well, this is getting us absolutely nowhere in terms of intimacy <laughs> and closeness as a couple so of growth. No, nope. right. Yep. It just become, you know, and then I, Good for and you. I, I don't know if I, I don't know why I couldn't figure it out earlier, though. It was just weird. It was like, how come I didn't see that the first five years? Right. Well, it probably felt pretty good. <laughs> it did. It was like, hey, I'm right. I, I'm kind of impressed that you as a yellow did not sit in the superficiality of it. That's very impressive. Very good. Well, well, because I, you know, that was about. I mean, I had already found the color code, but that, you know, you wanted I wanted more. I realized that, you know, it was like easy that. to be loved at a surface level or appreciated or liked or, you know, oh, she's fun. But that didn't, right. you know, that's a pretty lonely place to be when there's not the Great intimacy point. and depth to it. Nope, it is. You're right. You're right. You know, Good so, for you, though. Yeah. So then I realized that I didn't want to be right. I wanted to know what he thought. And I wanted I wanted him to say here's what I see. Here's what I think. How can we do it better together? And that took a long time for him to start feeling comfortable because I think what he learned was, is that when 
<laughs> this is interesting. What he learned was, is that people take away closeness and love. They leave emotionally if um, you have to fight through something. Well, fine. I'm just not going to deal with it. So nope. does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah, so, they, so he, he, he couldn't trust it. He thought I was, I would be gone. Wow. He thought I would be gone. But now it's, it, it, you know, through all the work, the work that continues still, of course, like you said, I think it was on the last podcast that, you know, this is not, this really is like a, a daily, yearly, you know, I'm 61 years old and I, I don't even think it's, is it done? Are you done? Are you done growing as a spouse? I love, I love this quote that said, love is a tenacious adventure. Yes. Love is a tenacious adventure. It's not for the weak. It really isn't. No. Like you're right. It's ongoing. And loving yourself, doing the work to really value who you are, mm-hmm. loving someone else intimately, same mm-hmm. concept, right? It's mm-hmm. a tenacious adventure. God, so far, so- you're never done. But you can live life so much better. I was thinking about somebody who recently just died. Very, very fit guy. He was oh. a runner. He lived life very, very abundantly. He was 53. So a sudden oh. heart attack, unexpected. But you know what was interesting is I was talking about this with a friend. We both said, you know what we loved about him is he lived life very, very healthy. Like, yeah, he died young, but he wasn't like sickly and weak or, or unfit. He, he really did enjoy the best of his 53 years mm-hmm. versus someone who lives to be 80, but they're very sickly the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't live that way. So I'm, of course, sorry to see him go, but very happy for him that by choosing a hot, healthy way of life, he embraced all of his time fully. Hmm. So I do think it's kind of good for us to think about that things that have happened to us in our past that still are marking our present unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They're doing things that make us not be our best selves because of what we we're taught in the past. I have a couple I'm working with where she's had such a horrendous background, like like. She honestly said, I don't even understand how to care for someone else, to listen to them and communicate with compassion. I'm more comfortable and would rather say mean things and have them hit me and be done Mm -hmm. and wake up the next day and get on with life. And I, I I don't come from that at all. So I was sitting there going, what an amazing statement that because of the way you were raised, you actually would prefer a more abusive interaction. Than a healthy one. And she said, yeah, that's true. That's my work to do. Very hard for me. And I don't trust, I don't really trust at all that I can be truthful and honest and not get hit. So I just don't talk. I don't share the truth. And I don't show much compassion for anyone, including myself. Anyway. I have a question there. Hold on one second. That compassion piece. Yeah. When you don't feel compassion for yourself, like if I go, I'm really compassionate with other people. I find it hard to be compassionate with myself. Can you do that? I mean, you know, like they say, you can't really love somebody else until you love yourself. Can I be compassionate with others if I'm not treating myself with with that understanding and patience to grow what compassion is to me? And can you can you Absolutely. do it for others and not yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know where that notion comes from. You can't really love others until you love yourself. It isn't true. Not at all. Yeah, would you talk about all that you, a little bit? Yeah, because all you've done is you've made a decision that you're unworthy of being loved. You've not made that decision for someone else. You said they do deserve that. So you absolutely act on that, that premise. Mm-hmm. But the premise you have for yourself is, I am undeserving of love. Therefore, I don't love me. And, and, and so it's important for people to think, like, 
I've always told people there's that little person inside you, that little person that is you. Mm-hmm. That has done best they can do to get you where you are. And all you've done is shoved them aside and mistreated them. All you've done is basically said you didn't do good enough. And what you need to do is be able to say, you know what? I am uniquely me. And no one's going to defend that little person if you don't, because mm-hmm. no one else will. And even to other people, being compassionate to other people. When I work with people, I am stunned by just things they have to get through to navigate a day mm-hmm. or a relationship in their life that I don't. Like, for example, being happy. I, I mean, they're just, are, I was talking to a client just last week and she was saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's just sad. My daughter's never been happy. She never has. She's a grown woman. She, you know, shows up, is responsible, but she's never been happy. And this woman is very happy by nature. And we were both talking about that, that you don't realize that for some people just to do certain basic things or shy people to mm-hmm. reach out and speak to somebody is very stress, stressful for them. So I, I just think that having compassion on others means allowing them to struggle through their life and want the best for them in spite of their challenges instead of putting them down or negating them or causing even more pain and more harm for them. Um, that doesn't mean you can't be direct or honest with people at all. It just means you should feather that with love. Like I really do value who you are as opposed to I would like you better if you were more like this. Yes. Well, and there's, that's where that manipulation comes in. That's so easy without like not responding to something to make it your way. You know, you asked me at the beginning, like with Paco, it's just like, I could just so easily because he is just such a a great person in that way. Right. Right. Like I want to do what makes you happy. Right. And you know what? The funny thing is, is that it didn't make me that much happier. (laughs) No. Then now we're going back to motive. If you, if you really go to the, the core, right. the motive is clean versus dirty, right? But right. you remember that? Do you remember that client that she had a um, a yellow child that just was a waste of time? And she's a strong red business lady, get things done. Yeah. And she was so honest, so forthcoming. She goes, I just don't see the point. And she sent me pictures of she and her daughter going out and doing all the foo-foo, getting their nails done <laughs> and she, it just, I can't even tell you how proud I am of her. It just, instead of making herself right at the expense of the relationship with a child, she got it. She said, I will value this person at her level, not my oh. level. Now, what I love about this is because I think this woman is incredible. She'll have far greater influence on her yellow daughter by doing that than if she just shunned her. That's the key, right? It is the key. It's so critical. That people start by feeling loved and cared for, and then they get taught far easier. And it's it's interesting. I just when you leave a relationship, you want to it's how you make them feel. Like how does somebody feel when they're around you? And if they're on edge, they're always worried you're judging them or critiquing them or comparing with you. It does not build much of a trust or level or desire to be together. Even. In fact, it was so funny. I was talking to someone the other day and. She and I are both yellows, and I'm telling you, we laughed. I mean, it was a session, but it was fun. And and it was growth, and there was a lot of challenges that went on. And she said, I haven't la- laughed like this in a year. Oh. And it broke my heart because that's, that's one of the joys of her. She's such a happy soul. Oh. And so, you know, there are people you laugh with. You and I have that stuff definitely um, yeah. in our relationship. And yeah. then there are other people that you just simply share like more, I don't know, sincerity at deeper stories, 
heartfelt things, whatever it might be. But I do think it's really good if you can look at yourself and say, what do I make that person feel like? What do I do to make that person feel whatever it might be? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, Newton's third law, right? Like of physics, right? Like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? Correct. <laughs> no, you're right. That's exactly right. And what so, is it we're creating, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think we're have, creating. What action are we creating by I can ignore and punish to get what I, you know, it, it, it really is true. I mean, that energy and just physically and emotionally and what you want and what you put out there, like this yellow, this red mother, how beautiful. Yep. Incredible. Right. I mean, incredible. And, and you know what? She didn't explain her way in blame. She didn't justify. She didn't do any of those things. She just said, I want a relationship with my daughter. Wake up. I got to do it different. Isn't that beautiful? Oh. I thought that was so cool that rather than her justifying or finding someone else to agree with her, she said, the truth is, I want a relationship with my daughter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bingo, right? Maybe that's what we ought to be asking ourselves. What is it we really want mm-hmm. when we're doing those things? Like when I'm judging somebody, what am I really gaining out of that? Typically, that comes from my own insecurity, right? That I want to make you less than so I can feel better about me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, but that's what people do. Yes. Which always feels so stupid to me. Like, mm-hmm. why, would you make, why would you have to make somebody feel less? So you can feel more when you're, you won't, it won't succeed that way anyway, at the end of the day. But people, I still think we need to understand insecurity. Insecure people do bad things to themselves and to other people. Greater our listeners can work on becoming more secure with themselves, the greater chance of them enjoying the quality of life they really like to live. And the best way to do that is you don't, you don't dismiss or justify. You own. What's really going on? I've often thought about that, Kat. What is it that keeps us from hearing something that would make our lives better? Why don't we want to hear that? What do you think? Well, well the first thing that popped up as, as you're talking is if uh, it would mean that we probably would have to do something different. Oh, that's good. Change. Change, which is hard. I don't want to do something different. Well, you talked about like with you and Paco. It, that's a great point. Like if there's damage that's in the past, right? Mm-hmm. The only way to change that takes effort. Like it, it's not, you can't just stay in the same place you've been. Mm-hmm. You have to think and act differently. So I guess that's the, the first challenge is, are you courageous enough to say, oh, I have to do whatever it takes to have a better life than I'm living or if I have a better relationship than I'm having? That That's really good. I like it with myself or with someone else. Right. And, right. I, and, and if I'm not willing to do that, I probably won't experience it. Well, and then you're talking about the the thirst for you know, it's really easy to get into that weird beige, like bar, you know, bell curve of right in the middle, you know, yeah. it's, how is yeah. everything? And it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and that is, that's, it's easy. It's like, you know, because I think when you go after bigger things that sometimes you can really be annoying. I mean, I know that I, I am that way. Like, like, God, you know, Paco's like, you're just like, incessant about this, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I, persistent. I, so persistent about it, whatever it is. I mean, it could be something I want to go do for fun. It could be, you know, and I do have that kind of obnoxious trait in my personality, yeah. but well, I that's think that yellow. is, that is yellow. that's yellow. Yeah. But it is really easy to talk yourself out of doing the hard work. This is good enough, like good enough. I love that concept, like settling. 
Like, yes. why would you choose to settle? I'm working with a man, for example, that's settled in his first marriage, yes. hated himself for it, and now is settling in a new relationship. Oh. And I can't not tell him every time I speak with him. I cannot say anything other than look what you're doing. Look at what you're doing. It's because you don't value yourself enough to not do it again. And you know how the first one worked out. So why are you doing this again? So it, it, that's good. I like that. It, it was interesting when Judas Iscariot was going to betray the Savior and Jesus Christ says to his disciples, this is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting that some of them are so humble, they said, is it I? Like, am I going to do that to you? Mm-hmm. I would like our listeners to think for, you know, the next week about, uh, can you ask the question, am I the problem? Would I do this wrong? What do I need to look at that's in me versus making it about somebody else? The assumption was that they might be at fault. The assumption was they may have made a mistake or might do something wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that if we could develop that same childlike mindset of, is it I? Like, what could I be doing different that would make my life better? How could I enhance the relationship I have with you? What can I do with that? Remember 100% responsibility, the idea yes. behind that? I will do 100% whatever it takes to make our relationship better. And not, not 50%, 100%. I will do that. Almost every single time you win when you do that. But how many of us do that? As opposed to saying, being petty and saying, no, I don't have to take all the responsibility. You have to also. Right. And it just doesn't lift us. It doesn't make us better. It doesn't make us healthier. It doesn't make us more successful. But we tend to settle for that as opposed to stepping up our game. Is it I? Is it I? Would I, I be the one right. to betray you? So and my point, my point to all of our listeners is just, Every time you're talking in conversation or whatever, and there's a challenge or something is not going the way you'd like it to or whatever, always start with, is it I? And the real humble one will actually ask the other person, is it I? Am I causing this problem? Am I the mm-hmm. one that's preventing us from getting over something? I do, I do want you to know that you'll be surprised when you actually do that genuinely. The insights you will gain are so different than what you gain if you don't. I love that. I th- I think that the other thing, like when as we're talking about this, a, a tool, mm-hmm. like if you stop at the first feeling thing, like you know uh, you're angry, and yeah, and Paco was really great at walking me through this. Like, what are you angry about? What is it? You're not angry. What is it? And he yeah. would always say that to me. You're not angry. What's really going on? And then I would get mad at him, and it's like you know, you don't know what I am. And then I would, then finally I got over myself a little bit and stopped and said, yeah, what is it? What's below the anger? And that, as you're talking about this, it's like just being able to, that that's the work. When we say you got to do the work, it's hard work. What's the hard work is sitting in your anger and going, what am I angry about? You know, and under anger going, well, I feel defensive because, or I feel offended. I feel offended because of how yeah. you're judging the way I'm living right now or, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. So, right. but I love, I love how you just opened that door in my head by saying that, um, like, is it I, and then, and then if it is, I boy, boy, I better start digging a little bit there. <laughs> right. Right. If I want a better life, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Okay. That's it for today. Merry Christmas to our listeners. Happy oh. Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy every 
thing you can think of that's special and wonderful. We love yes. you. We appreciate you. We hope you'll have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll be back next week. Love you. Merry love Christmas. You. Bye-bye. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.